chapter 5, verses 1 through uh, 3. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The key phrase in this passage is the day of the Lord. Now notice that he says that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Jesus will not come to the church like a thief in the night. The church is looking for the Lord to come. What Paul is saying here is that Jesus will come like a thief to the world after the church has been raptured. The day of the Lord is a period which begins with the great tribulation and goes through to the millennium reign of Christ. Now, there are many passages of scripture which speak of this. Isaiah chapter 13 verses 9 and 10 reads, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Joel chapter 1 and verse 15 reads, Alas, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Paul says here, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. It is going to be a big surprise to the world. They will not be expecting this to happen. Verses 4 and 5. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of, of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Now, the rapture of the church actually does two things. Number one, it ends this day of grace we now live in. And number two, it begins the day of the Lord. Why won't the day of the Lord overtake us? Because we won't be here. In chapter 4, we saw that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and take us, his church, out of the world. Then he says here, ye are all the children of light. In other words, we don't belong to that dispensation which is coming in the future. We belong to the dispensation of grace and then the rapture. The church is looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are children of light. Our expected end is being just like Jesus when he returns. The children of the night expected end is the day of the Lord, which is the great tribulation. Verses 6 through 10. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and hope, and for in helmet the hope of salvation. Why? For God had not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Oh, I like that. Paul makes it very clear here that the church will not experience the day of the Lord. He says that God had not appointed us to wrath. God had not appointed us to the day of wrath, which is the great tribulation. The great tribulation would be a time of judgment. 
The good news is that the church will not go through it. We will not go through it because Jesus already bored our judgment. Then he says, whether we die first or whether we live until his coming, we shall live together with him. Glory to God. Woo! That's our blessed hope. My God, I feel good here. All right. Now we come to a series of what I call 22 commandments or 22 principles for Christian living. In verse 11. It reads, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Number one, the first command is comfort yourselves together. In other words, encourage one another in the faith. Number two, edify one another, which means to build up one another. All right, verses 12 and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Number three, give due recognition to those who labor among you, and to those who preside over you and admonish you in the Lord. Number four, to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake. And number five, and be at peace among yourselves. Oh, glory. Verses uh, 14 through 17. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. Number six, warn them that are unruly, those who are lazy. Number seven, comfort the feeble-minded or the faint-hearted, those who are discouraged. Number eight, support the weak, those who are weak in the faith, and strengthen them, keeping them from straying from the flock. Number nine, be patient toward all men. We have to walk in patience with, with everyone. Now, this is sometimes uh, you know, a hard task. Nevertheless, we have been commanded by God to do so. Number 10, don't render evil for evil unto any man. We are not to repay evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. Glory to God. Number 11, follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now, there are three different standards of conduct in the world. The first one, Get them before they get you. This is the pagan and heathen philosophy. Number two, do good to those who do good to you. This is the standard of the so-called refined, cultured, and educated world. The political parties operate on that principle. You know, If someone helps them get elected, they repay them by giving them a job. But the third one is ours. The standard of the believers in Christ, it is based on what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verses 27, 28, and verse 35, which reads, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. But love Ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. Why? For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Ooh, glory to God. We as believers have a total different standard of living from the world, and we ought to 
operate in these principles because our heavenly father operates the same. And we got to be like him. My God, I feel good here. Number 12, rejoice evermore. In other words, we ought to walk in the fullness of the joy of the Lord. Number 13, pray without ceasing, meaning to pray regularly and to always be, uh, uh, and to be constantly in the attitude of prayer. My God, my God. Verses 18 through 22. In everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Number 14, in everything give thanks. Why? Because it is the will of God for every believer in him to do so. Number 15, don't quench the, the spirit of God. The measuring stick is this, always walk in his will, because every time we step outside of the will of God, we quench the Holy Spirit. Number 16, don't despise prophesying. In other words, don't despise the teachings of the word of God. Number 17, prove all things. In other words, don't be sucked in. Don't be misled into supporting a project just because somebody sends you a picture of pathetic looking orphans. Don't contribute to things you know nothing about. Investigate everything that you do. Investigate. Prove all things. Try the spirit by the spirit and see whether it be of God. Don't get sucked in. Investigate. Prove all things. Hallelujah. Christians are not to be gullible. We are to prove all things. It also means that we are not to be taken in or deceived by flattery. You got to watch that too. Prove all things. People say a lot of things, but you got to judge the heart. You got to know that spirit. You got to try the spirit by the spirit and see whether it be of God. Prove all things. Number 18, hold to that which is true and genuine. Number 19, abstain or stay away from all appearance of evil. If it just looked like it might be evil, run. Get away from it. Glory to God. It's better to be saved than to be sorry. Verses 23 through 28. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. We see clearly here that God wants us to grow to maturity in him. And then we see that God is faithful. I say God is faithful. Number 20, Paul says what? Pray for us. Pray for the ministry. Pray for the leaders in the church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the leaders in your assembly that you attend. Number 21, greet each other with a holy kiss. And number 22, he wanted this epistle to be read to all the holy brethren. 